Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of She Is Wise. Today, we are going to be talking about something that is pretty relevant to the time of year that we're in, and that is traditions. What we really wanted to talk about today was how those traditions sort of tend to show up in our families, how many of them are actually there because they're right for us, or how many are they there just because they're, I guess, tradition. And we just wanted to explore a little bit around what that means to us and how much of it we're just doing it because we think we should do, and that's the way it's always been. So Erin, as always, what are your thoughts on traditions? (laughs) Well, I mean, traditions play a a big role, I think, in society and in our lives as they are today not all of those traditions I think are beneficial not all of those traditions are right and not all of those traditions are logical Um, I mean I think there's definitely things that you know are well past their time of being questioned I also think that we underestimate the power of creating new traditions and so I'm looking forward to sort of diving into that a little bit in this particular episode but I mean for me personally we have some family traditions We have some traditions that my wife and I have created with our children. And, you know, there are some societal traditions, I guess, that rightly or wrongly, we kind of abide by in some way, shape or form. And yeah, it's an interesting thing to dive into, I think. What about you? Where are you at with them? Well, I mean, if we're going to talk specifically about the festive season, you know, Christmas is coming up for me. It's been a really, really interesting, like last eight nine years since I've been in New Zealand because obviously I grew up with the Christmas traditions of it being dark um, and cold and wintry and very very different it was all about you know sort of connecting together in you know sort of groups of people inside it was very much about the twinkly lights it was about being cold wrapping up you know warm mulled wine and so different and I have to say that I massively struggle with Christmas over here it doesn't feel like Christmas Um, and I've spoken to a number of people who've been over here from, from far longer than I have and they still say that they struggle with that element and there's a part of me that's a bit like how come We've got, like, we know it's summer when Christmas is in the Southern Hemisphere, and yet we still have 
twinkly lights and there's still like carols about snow and there's like all the northern hemisphere stuff but it's kind of just been brought down here and it doesn't really work and I think that's a really good example of you know how these traditions were brought down obviously by the Europeans when they settled down here but no one's actually like really questioned it and gone well it's all very well having twinkly fairy lights, but it's not dark till 10 o'clock at night. So you can't see them. So, right. You know, my kids like hate actual... it. <laughs> so, well, my kids haven't seen them because they're in bed by that stage. Exactly. So I think it's it's really interesting when we actually start to dive into like this whole question of traditions and why they exist and how, I think you said it, like how little sense some of them make. So I definitely feel like we're having to, re well I'm certainly having to re-evaluate what Christmas means to me and what Christmas looks like it was great a couple of years ago my sister came over with her kids and we had you know a summer Christmas together and it was probably the closest to a real Christmas for me because my you know some of my family were here and I think that's probably what I've learned is that it's actually not necessarily about the traditions it's actually about the people for me and you know, we're really lucky in that respect now because we get to design what we want our Christmas to look like and, and who gets to be a part of that. And that's that's pretty cool. Whereas I think if I was still back in the UK, there would be a lot of expectations about it being a certain way. So the fact that we're like a bit further away and we're sort of, you know, we don't have family really close by, we have a lot more flexibility with deciding what's right for our family. Um, that said, I mean, it still poses a lot of challenges because we grew up very differently. You know, Matt and I have got very different backgrounds. We have different values around what's important at Christmas. And so there's a bit of navigating around that. So I like what you say that you've come up with traditions that you've created as your family unit and have the kids involved in doing that. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Like a lot of the, if we're talking specifically about the festive season, a lot of the traditions that we were raised with, I think were inherited from that colonial kind of Europeans coming over here and settling and and putting things in in place that felt like home. Particularly, I guess, you know, honouring the fact that they felt very far away from home. And I know that you resonate with that. And um, any little thing that you can do to make it feel closer to home at that time of year is an important thing to honour. So, you know, those traditions are important and they have a place to an extent. But I think we've created so much emphasis on honouring those that we've forgotten that actually traditions have to start at somewhere. And it's our responsibility really to test whether or not those honour who we are and our vibes. I mean, society today is very, very different. And if we're talking about the festive season, for my family, we always also honour Hanukkah because I have family that are Jewish. You know, so for me, like having people who have been raised with the, the Christian Christmas kind of alignment in terms of their own practice and their traditions and those sorts of things. And, you know, we're not by no stretch of the imagination is our family religious, but, you know, we still have Christmas traditions and we still, you know, have at times gone to church on Christmas Eve and that type of thing, because we recognize it's a, a very Christian celebration. But then my uncle married a Jewish woman and their children have been raised Jewish And so they have very different traditions, but they are equally part of our family. And so I think we're seeing that more and more and more in society where, you know, it used to be that if you were Jewish and you married outside the Jewish faith, you were basically gone. Like you weren't part of the the family unit anymore. And likewise, you know, for Catholics or for other aspects of, of 
organized religion or, or you know particular belief systems if you married outside of that or if you left that faith or that you know belief system in some way then you basically were cut off from the traditions and those sorts of things and so you had no choice but to take on someone else's I think what we've not done well is we've not then said okay well how do we blend these maintaining their authenticity and main and honoring the legacy or the inheritance that we've received by having those traditions but how do we do that in a way that moving forward feels authentic for everyone and doesn't feel like we're just carrying someone else's bag or putting on someone else's shoes because that kind of feels like what we've done is said well you know we have to wear this pair of shoes in this line and then we move to the next lane and we pick up a different pair of shoes and we walk in those shoes and what if we just took one from each you know and walked around with odd shoes and acknowledge the fact that actually we are different from the people that we come from I'm different from my grandparents I'm different from their parents I'm completely okay with that difference I still want to honor who they are and who I come from but I also want to honor the fact that my wife and I are creating a very different family than the family that I come from or the family that they imagined I would have and I think it's important to, to take that yeah and I think the other thing that's important around sort of you know this concept of traditions is actually really understanding how they serve you and what you get out of them so like the example that I use with them you know Christmas trees we always had a Christmas tree in England obviously a different type of Christmas tree to the tree that we have over here but that's okay because the real Christmas trees still smell like Christmas over here so for me one of the biggest things that that changed my whole sense of like the festive spirit and actually made me feel like I could get into Christmas a bit more was having a real life Christmas tree well unfortunately you know partially dead by the time we get it because obviously it was cut down But actually having one that smells like Christmas, like that smell of Christmas, I hadn't realised until I hadn't had it and then it came back in again. Like what an impact that had on me. Mm. So it's not so much about, you know, let's have a tree and da, da, da. That makes me feel closer to being able to be in that, that feeling of celebration, that feeling of connectedness. And it makes me feel connected to my family on the other side of the world, because I know that that smell is the same. And so I think it's really important when we actually look at the traditions that we carry on that we do have, is like, what is it making me feel? Is it making me feel warm and fluffy and nice? Or is it making me feel a bit like, oh, God, have we got to, you know, got to eat at one o'clock, because that's the time that we have always eaten Christmas dinner. And we've got to before that, we have to do this and we have to do, you know, there's so many like set routines about what Christmas Day should look like, or what you should be doing around, you know, on Boxing Day, on Christmas Eve, on on everything. And it's like, well, actually, how about you check in and see whether or not it feels good? Because I don't think we trust our feelings enough in these situations. Mm -hmm. We just go on. Well, that's the way we've done it. So that's the way we're going to do it. But actually, yeah. we all just tuned in and said, oh, you know, that doesn't feel great, actually. Like, you know, having to rush around so that we can be at, you know, at so-and-so's at this time doesn't actually feel great. So what if we don't do that? And we just go, you know what, this year we're going to try something a bit different. Yeah. And that's difficult because you're then starting to step into that, like the value space, the yeah, um, the boundaries, um, all of these things that, that we talk a lot about in the programs that we run is that, you know we're so conditioned to put everybody else's needs ahead of our own that we forget that if we actually just checked in to see how we felt about something 
that even if it didn't feel right, there's a whole load of processing to then do to say that it's, you know, it's going to be okay to not do it. We had an example a couple of years ago where we'd arranged to go up north to see my in-laws um, for the week before Christmas. And we, you know, we'd arranged to go up there. We've got flights, we've got everything booked up. And there was a little bit of um, pushback about us not staying for Christmas Day. Now, for me, I can't get upset or really attached to one particular day and making that all about like extended family because I don't have mine here. So I've had to really sort of like rethink my way around sort of name days, I suppose you'd call them, and not make them such a big deal. So for me, like big name days are for my immediate family. So they're for me and Matt and the girls. And other people are more than welcome to come and be a part of that. But the four of us are the, the centre point to that. And my home is very important to me, again, because it's where I feel most comfortable. So being able to have Christmas at home in my space makes like that's a tradition that, that we will have. We'll go and see people before and after. But Christmas Day, that's at home. And that's been a really interesting conversation with people within our um, you know, extended family, because there's expectation well, it's not been done like that before. We've always done it this way and other people have been more important. So why aren't you making us more important? And that's a really, like, it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge to navigate through that without upsetting anyone. And and it's actually not about them, but they think it is. And I think that's one of the, the real challenges around when we, we do question traditions, we question the way things have been, is that there are some people who are like, well, hang on a minute, that is the way it's always been. So, and, and we like it that way. So you're not only dealing with the fact that you're changing it, but you're dealing with the, the fact that a lot of people don't necessarily want them changed. And that can make it really difficult. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, there's definitely things that as a family that we have changed in terms of traditions. When I was growing up, it was always a tradition, no matter what day of the week, the 1st of December was the day that you put your tree up and you started to decorate and everything. And then when I was 13, my grandmother died on the 1st of December. And ever since then, it's been really challenging to bring the festive season and the festive feeling in without also having a sense of there's loss at that time and there's there's grief and and all of those sorts of things so we had to change it a little bit and we were like actually we'll either do it the day before or the day after if it's a weekday like let's just let's just honor the fact that that's now nanny's day and you know sometimes I think my sister still tries to do it as early as possible so she's probably sometime in November (laughs) and I think actually her children have already got their tree up and we're um, not even you know in the last week of November at this point (laughs) and for us we're much more like you know we'll probably do it this coming weekend because the kids are desperate to do it and it just stays away from that first of December thing for us my brother who grew up in the same house as me clearly and who grew up with the same family values and the same sort of experiences I guess like we always had massive family Christmases my parents are both one of six So our family Christmases, we would have one half of the day with one family and one half with the other. And it was like, you know, you'd see a hundred people in a day. And that was what it was like every year. Like it was overwhelmingly huge. My brother and his wife now have family Christmas morning, like breakfast with my brother's in-laws. They have breakfast with them and then they go camping. And they're just like, screw all y'all, we're out of here, <laughs> you know? And they take their two little girls and they take their tent 
and they go and they set up at their favorite family camping spot and they're there for a week. And that's how they manage the family Christmas tradition that has become a tradition for them. Their kids expect that now. Actually, I kind of honor the fact that they're creating their own tradition for their own family and what serves them. Does it suck that our kids never get to have Christmas with their kids? Kind of. Can we make it so that we have a different tradition? Absolutely. Every year that we're up there, we have Christmas Eve dinner with them. And that's become our family tradition. And that serves us really well because actually the kids get to have just the smaller family unit and spend quality time together. But, you know, like you, I live miles away from my family, clearly not as far, but nonetheless, still far enough that it's not possible to have Christmas with them every year. It's not possible to honor all of the traditions like the carols by candlelight that we did every year when we were kids. We don't do that anymore because we're so far away, it doesn't feel like it's a tradition that is connected to where I live now. I think we need to get better at really testing whether it's the tradition that made us feel good or whether it was all of the things that came along with it. You know, for me going and so every year we'd go with my grandmother to carols by candlelight, we'd, you know, all have our little candle and we'd sit in the park and we'd have picnic dinner and it was great. And, you know, sometimes my auntie and uncle and cousins would be there and other times it would just be us. But it was like this nice space where we could come together and we could sing Christmas carols and we could just have that moment of connection and say, actually, like, we're in this season now. Like, what was important to me about that? It was never about going and having the candle and having the band, the brass band and, the you know, all the things, although that does still get me <laughs> every time. It was about the fact that we were spending time with the people that were most important to us, doing something that just made us stop and reflect on where we were and what we were doing and what was going to come. And I think that's what we need to get better at. We need to get better at understanding that traditions aren't about the doing, it's about the being. And if we can shift into the being and start thinking about, you know, in terms of our traditions, what are we being in those moments? What is it that is so important? Because the doing isn't what makes it special and isn't what makes it something we should continue to honour. Yeah, I love I love all of those things. And you're so right. You know, we always used to have Christmas Eve. We would always go to church as a family, me and my sisters and mum and dad. And then we would go to somebody's house in the village and they, like all the kids would get together and the grown-ups would be you know, having their mulled wine downstairs and the kids would be, you know, and this went through for years. Like it was always, always what we did. And then my grandfather died on Christmas Eve, which was a really like, like it was a bit of a crappy day. And my family have a bit of a thing about like dying on days with names. So that's probably why I'm also a little bit less like connected to those days, because actually when you've had something like else happen on it it kind of takes the shine off it and like I said when I'm away from my family if I got really upset about not spending big days with my family then I would be upset like at least three times a year unnecessarily whereas if I can just take in and and enjoy the space and I loved what you said about that being just being in the space and understanding like what is that bringing so you know I'll go back to the Christmas tree one that, that we've got here you know we can go and choose our Christmas tree and we go up with the girls and they can, you know, have a look at it and I can let go of my controlling tendencies and they're allowed to choose one, even if it's not quite the shape that I want. And if it's <laughs> the ugliest one there. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, we Maybe not the ugliest one, but I'm getting better at letting it not be perfect. Um, so, you know. 
but it is it's that's like because it's gorgeous like watching them run around and see like feel that experience that's way more important now than anything else so I really encourage anyone listening to this you know have a think about the stuff that you do how much of it are you doing because you've always done it and because other people expect you to do it and how much are you doing because it actually makes you feel really good and creates connection with the people that you love because if we could spend more time doing things like that like the holidays would be so much less stressful don't you think Oh, absolutely. I mean, one of the traditions we had as children um, was that we would always have Christmas dinner seated at a table. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I mentioned, we have very large families on both sides of my family. And um, imagine trying to corral like 40 odd children to sit at a table. And we're talking not just like children, you know, 10 11 12 we're talking like one and two year olds we're talking 16 17 year olds who want to be in with the adults like all being made to sit at the same table you know there would be different height tables wouldn't they because obviously you've pulled in every possible table and then oh yeah 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 exactly exactly nothing Um, says christmas more than wonky level tables (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and then you know that you've got all the like Christmas crackers and you've got some kids that will only eat like meat they won't touch the vegetables like it's chaos but as we got older and certainly now we have completely let go of the tradition of sitting at the table as a family around that Christmas period I think in part because once the eldest generation were gone it no longer seemed relevant to gather everyone around the table because we were gathered anyway. And so it became a bit more fluid. And now like last Christmas when we were at my parents, my parents hosted and there were several of her brothers and sisters. There was one of my dad's sisters. There was a lot of my cousins. They all have children now. And like some of the kids ate in the swimming pool, (laughs) you know, like they were just, I'm going to put my food on the side of the pool and then I'm going to get in it. Like there wasn't this big thing about we have to have one moment where everybody is controlled and contrived to be in the same space. It was much more like, I'm grateful that you're all here and I want to connect with each of you today in this moment, but I want to do that in a way that feels authentic rather than feeling like the only time that I ever talk to my cousin is when we're sitting at the Christmas table having dinner trying to like make sure that the little kids don't throw food everywhere oh trying to get a small child to sit at the table is one of my daily battles so anyone who insists on me doing that at Christmas can do one (laughs) what a nightmare and then to try and do that at Christmas like on a day where everything is already quite stressful because you're you know, I don't know about you, but dealing with little children who have just opened all of their Santa presents and all of the presents from their mom and their dad and the blood, like all of these gifts that they have sitting there that they're so excited about and then being told, you can pick one, get in the car. Like <laughs> that was what we used to get, right? And so we'd get in the car with this one thing that we were desperate to show off and all of the kids have shown up with that one but it was always so stressful it always felt like we were striving to get to the next thing do the next thing like it was like we actually just wanted the whole experience to be done and it was boxing day and we could breathe again I don't ever want Christmas to feel like that for my kids like I want them and we have put our foot down several times and said actually we are having Christmas at home by ourselves if you want to visit great after three o'clock is fine 
because in the morning we're going to let the kids go crazy and then they're going to have the rest of the morning to decompress from all that excitement without other people coming into their space and being all in their face that's fine but our children are now starting to say actually we'd like to see more people at Christmas they've had big family Christmases with my side of the family we don't do that with my wife's side of the family so we have to create a new tradition now and we're trying to navigate that coming into this holiday season where we can say actually we know that there are people you want to see and we want to try and make that happen it may not happen on Christmas Day. It may happen on Christmas Eve. It may happen on Boxing Day, but we'll make it special and we'll create a tradition around that for you. So I think, yeah, it's again, it's about that being. It's about the feeling that comes along with it because that's what's important. That's what makes it something we want to do over and over and over again. Yeah, and those, those boundaries and those understanding the way different people approach it, you know, that like I've, I've sort of alluded to, I grew up in the UK where it was dark and cold and we you know you drank red wine or mulled wine and it was like all of that whereas Matt grew oh, yeah. up going you know camping on the beach and all of that and and finding that you know I have to give a little bit of mine and he has to give a bit of his so that we can find something that, that works for both of us because you know it is a team game that yeah. we have to both be on the same page but I think when you start to put you know the kids and actually what we want them to take forward I don't want like you said I don't want them to feel like they have to you know we have to go to church on this day and we have to do that and da 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 I like going to the carol service because I like singing Christmas carols it's as simple as that you know the religious bit doesn't necessarily bother me but it's actually like just having a really good sing song is great and actually Ems came with me last year and that was lovely and you know it was really funny because she obviously didn't know any of the songs whereas you know I went to a C of E school so we sang Christmas you know we had assembly every morning we sang hymns and carols from like now so I miss all of that so I'm you know first of December I'm straight on to you know where's my Christmas playlist um and Matt's like why are we listening to choral music of Handel's the Messiah I'm like because it makes me feel Christmassy so just back in your box (laughs) (laughs) so it is it's like realizing that we have these different things and just being able to you know see them for what they are and not putting too much power into them um and accepting that they can change, like things can change, they will change. We've seen so much change over the last two years with the way that people live and the way that people interact with others that it's just, you know, it's okay for things to be different. And actually it's really exciting when things can be different because you get to choose what works for you rather than just because granny always said that's the way we had to do it (laughs) yeah exactly I mean I think as a child I remember one of the traditions we had was that you always watched a family movie on Christmas night and you know back in those days it was something like the sound of music or the Wizard of Oz or something equally you know ancient and amazing and brilliant and wonderful and I still watch every Christmas thank you very much (laughs) (laughs) um but you know as our children have come along and like my wife could not be more appropriately named as Carol she is Christmas crazy and loves Christmas and loves having the kids at Christmas and and all of the things and her biggest thing is she loves Christmas movies so when we have Christmas and we do Christmas at home it is a tradition to sit and watch a family movie at nighttime. And most often it's either the Polar Express or Home Alone. Not because my children like them, but because they're my wife's favorites. So, you know, that's a tradition that she's created. But I really look forward to the day where we are old women and our grandchildren are staying for Christmas and we can put one of those movies on and she can say, I created this tradition with your father 
and one day you can create this tradition with your grandchildren too you know like it makes me fuzzy inside to think about the fact that we've created something that like it's not about what movie we watch it's about the fact that after all the craziness of that day we actually just want to sit back down together as a family and reflect on the fact that there's no place we would rather be than with the four of us and you know that's again it's about the being not the doing and even if they took that tradition and changed it slightly that it didn't end up watching a movie but they all spent time together like yeah it's that you're right it's like what's underpinning the tradition what is the the feeling what is the connection within it that's what we should be celebrating and that's what we want our kids to to carry on that we don't they don't need to you know get the best crockery out just for christmas day because that's the only time we use it you know like all of that bullshit let's let's do all the like (laughs) let's make it connected and human and like you know fun more fun i say (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I think I think it's important to really be honest with yourself around that stuff as well. Like, you know, obviously my mother-in-law passed away some time ago and she was very Christmas orientated, very family orientated. She didn't grow up with a close family and she didn't have any contact with any of her brothers when she as an adult. And so Christmas was always a time for her and her husband and her children to be together and to celebrate that. And since she passed, we haven't had a full family Christmas together because it's too hard, you know. But actually, I've said to my wife, like, we need to do something to actually bring what she wanted and what she valued back in. And so we're having discussions at the moment about how we can do that and maybe not do it at Christmas when it's so hard, but just do it with the the view that it's what she would have wanted us to be doing. So again, it's about that being, it's about the the feeling behind it, the love behind it. And I guess just the sense of what is truly important. It's never about our actions. It's never about what we're doing. It's about the intent behind it. It's about the love that comes with it. And it's about how we show up for the people that we care about in really authentic ways. And, and that's what tradition needs to be about moving forward, I think. And certainly that's that's how we you know set our traditions up in our household i think that's the perfect place to finish so enjoy enjoy the festive season make some new traditions for you make sure you're turning up being with the people that you love and honoring the time that you get together because it's really special and it's an amazing opportunity that we have to to be able to be together so merry christmas happy festive season happy holidays all of those things and we will be back again next week yeah Thanks. You've been listening to She Is Wise with Ellie Bell and Erin Hodson. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.